3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers, Lindsay Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers.
2: Hello, Steve Lowe's. Welcome back to the second hour. Names uh, that were just said are present in addition to Dominic Lavoie, who is hanging with us for the program today. Court a nightcap earlier as well. Mm -hmm. Available to you on the Odyssey app for free. Google Play Store, Apple App Store. It's my third favorite F word that has four letters. So just saying, it might be a special episode. We went a little bit longer than we usually do. Uh, But I think it was a good thing.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: It was a very solid conversation and uh, a a turning of the page in a way of our calendar, Adrian, because football season has ended.
4: I'm tearing up, but yes, there's only so
2: many times you can talk about Snoop Dogg and what how surprised we are that he (laughs) smoked weed before he went on stage. Like literally, what rock have you been living under? Not Snoop. Not Snoop. Anything but the Snoop Doggy Dog. In this economy, truthfully. (laughs) Uh, with that comes some programming changes from us. Footage of footballs will be going into hibernation for a little bit. Don't worry, we will be back in the fall. But we're not really sure what we're going to replace it with in terms of an everyday appointment segment. But we're going to start with this first idea that I had, which I'm calling a sink or swim Thursday, where you two are both going to basically bring a topic to our attention. You're going to have about an elevator pitch to – Convince us that it's worth our time, and then I'll pick which one is worth our time and we'll embark down that conversation. I will say, if at any point I get super bored, we might have to switch it up. And so, you can
4: blame baseball, we by can, the way. Okay,
2: we can blame baseball. We can absolutely do that. And so, with that, <laughs> sink or swim Thursday, Adrian, what topic have you brought? Or a selection today.
4: Uh the streaming wars versus NFL owners. I feel like I'm in court right now. Thank you mm. Dominic for staring intently at me. So last night, I'm sitting down, I'm watching the uh for the first time this number. Winter Olympics. Uh yeah, we're going to try. I'm watching the Olympics and the women's I'm watching the women's gold game, USA versus Canada. And I'm sitting there like, "Wow. These are the Olympics. NBC paid billions of dollars for this. Mm-hmm. Does anybody really care?" Okay. And then watching the Super Bowl, oh. and I'm like, oh, 112. So cool. Well, basically, basically, I'm going to speed this up. Sean McVay, I feel like he would be dumb not to go into the broadcast booth with the amount of money he is being offered in comparison to continuing to coach after he's climbed the mountaintop at such a young age and basically had the greatest start of an NFL coach in the history of the sport. Why would he continue to do this? as opposed to getting to work for three hours a day and getting paid Adrian, a monumental amount of elevator. money. elevator. That's it, right there. <laughs> That's
2: not the ele- elevator. pitch is like 15 seconds. You just laid out your entire argument. But it's all good. This is the first time we're going through it. So now we have it, and we have the table set. Now you have to match his uh, energy level, at least for today.
0: Oh, gotcha. So like, just kind of flesh it all out.
2: What are you bringing to our table right, to choose so,
0: from? All right, so NASCAR is opening up their season again this weekend mm. at Daytona, like always, with the Daytona 500. They just did their um, Daytona 500 qualifying, but it's besides the point. Reigning champion wins the poll. He's starting first on Sunday. But there's a couple bigger things that I want to bring to this whole situation Mm, here. What those? So, Las Vegas native Noah Mm Gragson, he's starting in his first ever NASCAR Cup Series race. Good for him.
2: What's the other part?
0: And another Las Vegas legend, Floyd Mayweather, is starting his own team. Mm.
2: We're talking about Adrian's topic. Dang. That's I mean, that was worth a Hard try. pass, left turn, but <laughs> here's where we are.
4: That's huge. So, yeah, so like the Olympics, I was watching them, and I'm like, NBC's paid billions of dollars for this. Super Bowl, everyone can say what they want about the owners and things going on with the Redskins and the Dolphins and this lawsuit. We talked about it earlier this week. Highest rated Super Bowl. In five years, and as Amazon is changing the game where it's no longer linear and Fox and uh, NBC and ESPN for the first time next year, it is going to be specifically on Amazon Prime where you can only stream the game. And they have offered Al Michaels at 77 years old, $11 million to do Thursday Night Football and kind of, you know, but is it
2: though? Kind of.
4: Because doesn't that like legitimize the broadcast? Because you're like, well, I mean, it's Al Michaels, the greatest for well, the past yeah, four years. Al Michaels'
2: name obviously comes with a little bit of weight, but I'm like, at some point, we're going to have to give some other people a shot mm-hmm. here. Um, but in terms of, are, are you thinking McVeigh? You'd replace Al Michaels with McVeigh, or at least you're I, thinking that that he I think, should be considering that option more?
4: I think teamed up or even doing a Manning cast. Because So I, I looked at the numbers, and I know it was like the week before the game, right. some of the rumors about McVay retiring. So I looked it up, and I'm like, McVay – Do we know
2: re- that he wants to do TV?
4: No, Not necessarily. Because that's some, the other it's, assumption it's we're hitting. making. We're making yeah. the assumption
2: that he wants to leave after winning one championship because all of us stop after one scoop of ice cream. And then he also wants to go into media.
4: There which has been a lot of people
2: do, but not everybody does.
4: True. Uh, there has been some rumors. And earlier this week, Dan Patrick uh, said that some executive was like, yo, they Amazon wants to offer him the Gruden deal, which 10 year, hundred million. Right. Just well, Amazon do, has
2: every right to think that. But that does has anybody indicated that Sean has interest in this? Like,
4: I mean, with the, rumors, the rumors that came rumor, out, last I week, could
2: I could rumor has it, Adele. I could start one right <laughs> now.
4: Lindsay. He makes 8.5 million dollars to coach. Yeah. And there's no incentive for the Rams to offer him more. And I think the the highest paid coach is Bill Belichick. Why do we need more? Why wouldn't would what do we do anything why can't we just to extend? make more money?
2: I I well why does everything have to be about making the the more, the more money? Why can't he just like coach and and try to accumulate championships?
4: Why can't he have a better life and make more money having a better life and not having to be a coach? How
2: do you know it's a better life?
4: Because I would assume having to do a job where the requirement, the mentality is that you need to be at your job for 16 hours a day, not being with your family. It doesn't matter that the off season is here because you got free agency and drafts day in and did, uh, day in and day out. Just like that mentality of doing this, Sean McVay was one of the youngest coaches when he got hired. It's been what six or seven years. He's been to the Nobody's Super Bowl twice. Nobody's forcing him
2: to coach and make millions of dollars and 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 work for 16 hours a day, but have everything else in your life basically taken care of for you.
4: I mean, you could say that, but I think there's been coaches and there's been people that have talked about, hey, I wish I would have retired earlier, or I wish I didn't do that. Like Jimmy Johnson has talked about it a lot. And for him, the the big thing about this is at his age, what's holding him back from being like, let me take this money. And in four or five years, when Bill Cowher retired in the early 2000s, there was like a decade era where every coaching change in opening someone would say something about Bill Cower John Gruden did it before any of this streaming stuff where it was ESPN saying hey we want you in Monday night football he became the highest paid employee Yeah at keep ESPN. dapping up Gruden over
2: there No mm-hmm. I'm just
4: no but I'm saying he statistically was the highest paid ESPN employee uh-huh. and we're talking about ESPN ABC NBC we're not talking about now it is Amazon. It is Apple where it's bigger than sports. It's where Amazon wants to make his footprint and be like, hey, we need something for people to pay $8 or whatever it is for Amazon or Apple Plus to get it monthly. And they're going with live sports and they can offer him 100 $200, 300000000 million. Do I just
2: think-, think if somebody wanted to be doing something different, especially with someone with the income and freedom at his disposal, he would do it. He would be doing something else if he didn't want to be doing this.
4: But now that he finally won, this is like the the pressure's off his back. He's done it all now.
2: So coaching legacy doesn't mean anything. So we're going to get these guys in when they're just starting to move past their peach fuzz phase. And then we're going to jettison them out before their kids would hit elementary school if they had kids, which you said he doesn't because he has no life, apparently.
4: But he is getting married. He with the rumors. Oh, so he does have a life him, then. So he, he is, is happy, technically. Why wouldn't you at this point in his life go go enjoy your life, go get married, maybe go spend time, have a wife. Football get is kids. enjoyable
2: to him. I think he remembers every play he's ever ran. I feel like this is what he is literally. Made to do kind of like how I'm kind of made to do radio. What else am I going to do? What other skills do I have to offer this world, Adrian?
4: Lindsay, I hear you. I can write about
2: hockey. I can write I can write my words instead of saying, I'm sure. Yeah, but, but if, you're still in it. But And so if I'm going to be in it, but why if would Amazon... I want to be on the controlling part of it? Right, Dominic?
4: Yeah. But if Amazon...
2: Good, good ad.
4: <laughs> this is an important compelling. conversation, Dominic, and I'm glad. Thank you. So if, if you get a call tomorrow, Lindsay... Mm-hmm. And Amazon's like, hey, I'm not working gonna, for the Bezos. We're gonna do Apple, whatever company, because we could we could do the gymnastics of every like. Oh, well, we moral could. I'm gymnastics. just I'm not working for the Bezos. So if 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 a if a media property comes to you and says, hey, we want to do Friday night hockey once a week, we want you in the booth, fifty mil, a hundred mil, and like uh, there's there's two sides of this because I do believe if the rumors are starting now and McVeigh's thirty six, there might not be five or ten years he's going to be doing this. Like I feel like this is this was his. The rumor was like, hey, this ain't gonna last forever. The other part Nothing of does. this is that for not the even first, the
2: streaming wars.
4: You will see. Yeah, yeah. Are we gonna, <laughs> we're gonna go back to big box TVs. But this the other part talking about streaming is for the first time, like these NFL owners aren't competing with each other to have people they're like, Oh, that's your coach, he's super important. What? We don't care. The Amazon can offer McVay's only made eight and a half million dollars. That's his, that's his contract right now.
2: I just don't even know what we're arguing right now. He's only made $8 million. That's that? his
4: contract. Like, that's yeah. his yearly salary. Uh-huh. And now Amazon or Apple or whoever can be like, hey,
2: yeah. come Ec- with us, 100 Amazon Exxon mil. Gas could do the same thing and we'll walk up to Sean McVay and say, I want you to be the face of my, my, my gasoline company. I'll give you $300 million. But it
4: hasn't happened yet, and it's starting to happen, and this is the first time. It went from the billionaire's boys club. No,
2: but here's the thing. I get your line of thinking, but how close or how short is the fall between or to the unemployment line as a NFL coach? Chances of you getting pushed over that just all by yourself, pretty damn good. Even if you do win Super Bowls, just ask Dougie P. And so it's
4: like two years, any, right? For why coach.
2: Anybody would seek out to leave that unless they're intentionally going to like a college program. I don't know why anybody would get out of the stream because it is so hard to get back into it, and there's turnover every but year. But is it? Is it hard to get back into it? It just well Because John
4: Gruden was an average coach who won a Super Bowl with a Tampa team built by Tony Dungy, and yet he competed with the Raiders, and then he stopped coaching for how long? And got 10 years, 100 mil. He bypassed everybody except Belichick and mm-hmm. easily was like, hey, Boom, Raiders! Let's do it! You're a name. You're a face. He got the job because he was a face because he was on TV. And now we know can the we limit. Can we stop
2: pedestalizing him? I know you're laying out facts, but I just I but
4: like, I, I don't. I just he's he's the marquee, the the marker. Like I
2: know. So that's so, what I'm saying is like why why are we why are we like trying to create the next Gruden scenario? Like why do we think this is the road?
4: Well, then we'll move to we can move to Romo or Peyton Manning. Romo makes 17. He's he's the in terms of being in the booth. Romo makes the most out of any analyst, which is about 18 mil, which is the exact same amount reportedly, because obviously with coaches, they don't usually give out the details that Belichick makes. And Belichick is the standard. No one's going to make more than Belichick, right?
2: Well, good for them.
4: But I'm asking, no one's going to make more than him,
2: right? I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know, because there's no caps on on coaches, and there's... I, I I guess McVeigh, I don't really care if he wants to stay around or if he wants to do the streaming wars and stuff like that because ultimately he's just going to let us know and we're just arguing over, well, how many more $10 million is this person going to make over this person and what's their motivations? Like, I think there's that the the great... What is it? the What does it mean when you quit your job? What's a fancier word for that? Res, resignation. The, res- yes. the great resignation. I read an article about this a couple weeks ago and how... There's obviously a big bubble in our country right now where there's a lot of people quitting their jobs for a multitude of reasons. Sometimes it's, you, it's something you have to do, It's uh, sometimes it's something you need to do, and sometimes it's something you want to do. And so that exit strategy is certainly there. I just have a hard time thinking that he would value the booth job over his job as a head coach it might be easier but it's not as prestigious because you ultimately have to think about this these most people make decisions based off of their ego and we're talking about competitive sports at the professional level and they're mostly all men and so with that what looks better what sounds better what gives me more control what gives me more clout I mean not everybody can go on TV everybody can be on TV but not everybody can be an analyst Same thing can be said about being a head coach. Like, he is uniquely qualified and in position to shatter whatever Bill Belichick has set up. Because he's going to have more cracks at it. I think he would be much more likely to chase that pipe dream than the other. But it depends on how unhappy he is. And based off of they just won the Super Bowl, I don't think he's that unhappy. I think this is the grind that he knows, and that's what you stay in. That's the reason why I'm still in it. Like, I don't know what else to do with myself. It's the most consistent relationship I have in my life with hockey.
4: No, I, I, and, and I get what you're saying. I just think the temptation to have a good life, a simpler life.
2: Not everybody's tempted by the same things.
4: I I hear you, and we'll we'll see how this plays out. Mm. But I think if it's already being brought up now at this age, that this I don't see him coaching in, in more than five or six years.
2: Yeah. Anything to add over there, Dominic?
0: I'm just taking it all in. You're just taking yeah. it all
2: in, right on. Yeah. Streaming wars. It's a weird bit how we have like seven companies that own everything. Yeah. And how quickly the media ones have ascended up, and then they try to take over everything else. And we've talked a lot about sports coverage and how it's changing too. I mean, when we were talking about gambling last week, and just instead of having little tidbits about facts, some little stat fact, like uh, the, the the stats from last night with the Carlson line mm-hmm. that was against the second line, instead of having that at your disposal, well, now that's the betting lines
1: how does the that screen. right and and how
2: does that affect the program, and how does that add up because eventually that becomes the norm, and eventually the rest of the information, just like how when we had to make the adjustment when the pandemic happened when we weren't allowed to go into locker rooms you know after the sports restarted sports coverage hasn't been the same since you can tell by the amount of writing you can tell by what's being written, you can tell by the answers that are given you can tell that it's just it maybe one little shallow end of the pool, the deep end is closed, and there's no diving board for you at all. Because that interpersonal connection that we had at the lockers, or at least at our disposal as media members, isn't available. And so everybody's just more closed off, more formal. And it just creates less nuance. And honestly... That's perfectly packaged for profit, isn't it? Mm -hmm. When it's simple, when it's clean, when it's a name you recognize that's already been associated with success, that's young, that's hot, that's hip. There's certainly plenty of reasons why Sean McVay fits the bill for Amazon or for anybody else. It's just ultimately up to the individual themselves. Is this the path I want? Is this the job I want? Is this the career that I want? And to have that conversation often. Because you can get stuck and you can blink and it's ten years and it's gone. These are life lessons for you, Dominic, because you are still a fetus.
4: <laughs> yeah, bro. Life balance. Yeah, Work seriously life balance. though.
2: Seriously though. But um, good stuff. Good talk, even though it wasn't necessarily the one that we intended to have. The other side of the break, we're gonna get back into some hockey chatter. NHL buyers and sellers around the trade deadline. Which teams are doing what and what they should do going forward? Dominic and I and Adrian, the foremost expert, get into that next. <laughs>
3: Adrian Hernandez, and Lindsey Brown. The Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet.
2: Straight chilling until 5 p.m. here on The Playmakers. Dominic LeVaugh in studio with us. We had um, recorded a nightcap earlier today, and we briefly touched on some trade targets for the Golden Knights, Dominic, and specifically in the goalie market, because now that Mark Stone's on long-term IR and our big problem kind of solved itself that another problem has emerged, but might not need as big of a, of a solving shovel. But I think the gold Knights and pretty much everybody in NHL is going to have to be involved at the trade deadline in some capacity, be that you sending a player to another team or receiving one, or maybe just acting as a mediator between the two, because half the league is using long-term IR. Caps are tight. They are flat, and there's still a lot of contracts out there that are inflated and teams looking to move on or perhaps jump start or find that just last little piece that they think is going to put them over the edge. The Colorado Avalanche are fishing for big game right Mm -hmm. now. They think they are one piece away, and I probably agree with them. They probably would be okay where they are right now. But uh, Frank Cervalli, who is the – Basically, the head guy at Daily Faceoff works with Mike McKenna, who's one of our friends, and he was the one that broke the flurry story that absolutely has no credence to it, said K-Mac. <laughs> uh But he has Claude Giroux, center slash wing for the Philadelphia Flyers, ranked at the top of his trade targets as we approach the March 21st deadline in the NHL. Uh, I would say the Colorado Avalanche are certainly in that contest. The. Who else? Minnesota Wild are in that. Who else? Uh,
0: I've heard Toronto and the Rangers,
2: too. Mm -hmm. And Claude Giroux is a unique individual. He's not peak Claude Giroux anymore, obviously, but he has an expiring deal. It's $8.275 million, so you're going to have to have a third team involved. But he's a guy that can play on any line and any position because he came up in the Flyers organization playing right wing and, now he's playing center more out of necessity because they don't have any in the organization. Otherwise, he'd be playing left wing. Uh, but he's a guy that's never won a, won a cup, almost got there if uh, Patrick Kane didn't score like one of the ugliest goals of all time. <laughs> and he's a guy that won the all-star MVP.
1: Mm-hmm. But he
2: has to waive his no-trade clause in order to be moved. Conversations have yet to happen, he said earlier this week, in terms of him and Chuck Fletcher. But if you're Claude Giroux... Who do you choose if those are your three options and why?
0: I feel like the no-brainer option is Colorado because, like you said, Over
2: Florida, over our other options that we mentioned?
0: I would honestly say Colorado because it's literally like they're one piece away, and I think personally that piece is goaltending, but at the same time— You don't like Kemp's? He's he's solid, but, I mean, if he can stay healthy. It just seems like every goaltender Colorado has had in the playoffs for the last, like— handful of years has gotten injured and they've gone down to their ECHL starting goalie mm-hmm. but with Drew he's just such a hard-working guy and he's literally I guess a Swiss army knife if you want to call mm-hmm. him that because he did come up playing on the wing and he is I guess a natural winger but he's one of the best centers in the league yeah playing is not natural position so he can be slotted anywhere on the lineup, and it's, he can it's succeed. It's a tough
2: ask, though, too, to ask someone if you're, like, one piece away. Hey, Cloud, you're going to be playing third line. We're going to pay $8 million yeah, to do it.
0: especially when you are the guy in Philadelphia. Yeah,
2: and granted, everybody takes their uh, different assignments if they're a rental player and if you're going for the cup. Yeah. This, he's not the guy, only guy that's ever had to deal with this or gone and had to take a different role that – he originally had, but in terms of some teams that are trying to figure out exactly who they are, because we could talk about players and potential landing spots, Adrian all day, but ultimately they're not the ones that make that choice. Very few players have that right to do that. That's what those new, no movement clauses are for. It's ultimately about how the teams perform. And one of the teams that's probably the most underperforming this season is the Winnipeg jets. They beat Minnesota last night or uh, last couple nights. And Shifley's starting to score again. And that team will go as far as Mark Shifley will take them as long as his attitude is okay. Mm -hmm. And if Blake Wheeler's not in the locker room, his attitude's going to be tougher to keep in line than usual. But they're a squad that's had a lot of cracks at the postseason or expectations to go deep. And so with that, I think they're also quick right now – to add or subtract because they're just in a desperate position. They're going to overreact to the next couple weeks because it's really about these next two or three weeks for most of these teams who are middling to say, well, are you a buyer or a seller? Truly. And I think there's more of them on the Western Conference side than the Eastern because the Eastern Conference side is basically set for playoffs if you really look at the points. I mean, somebody can go on a run. You could maybe see it, but to be totally transparent – like the pacific division is really where a lot of the congestion is. Yeah. Like the Ducks, what the hell are you doing? You've lost two in a row. You're four and four in your last two. They got, they got into that kind of streaky period, not quite at the beginning of the season, but a couple weeks into it, and they've been able to basically stay afloat ever since. They only have a 1-1 one, one goal differential. So they're literally li- living by the by the skin <laughs> of their of Basically their teeth breaking there. even. Absolutely. And I don't think they're playing with as much urgency as, say, the L.A. Kings because the Ducks weren't expected to be here. Mm -mm. The Kings are supposed to be here. The Kings are supposed to be knocking on the door. And there's a lot of talk about them adding a defenseman. There's a lot of talk about Jacob Chikrin, Mm -hmm. who plays for the Arizona Coyotes. Now, they're they're not quite sure if they're willing to sell on Chikrin because apparently he was the only untouchable that they had last year. But this is a guy who's 23 years old, has 4.6 million million, three three seasons on that deal, and they're in full rebuild mode there. Pretty sure he's left-handed, left defenseman, and the top player on the trade market. Um, the Kings will absolutely be in, in this discussion. The Bruins will absolutely be in this discussion. Uh, the Stars, I think, will be not necessarily in the discussion for Chikrin, but John Klingberg, another defenseman mm-hmm. who will be – uh, in the mix and Dallas in general is a big linchpin team to figure out who they are because make the Stanley cup final a couple of years ago. You have goaltenders and spades, or at least you did be- before Ben Bishop retired. Ottinger played unreal the other night against uh, the Avs, and Holpe has been a rental for the better part of the last couple of years. Yeah. And so you have goalie selling there. You have defensemen, possible because we we know that the Klingberg situation is untenable almost and then you have like Joe Pavelski on that roster who is chasing a cup himself Mm -hmm. and would look very nice on multiple rosters but mostly on the Minnesota roster but that really depends if Ryan Suter is poisoned the well or not down there as they've been teammates on Dallas what other teams stick out to you in terms of setting the market and their results Chicago really?
0: Yeah. They're they're
2: forty-three points right now.
0: Five I mean, points behind the Sharks. Right now with the Blackhawks, I honestly, once they started kind of once they got Johnny Taines back, once um they got Seth Jones, once they got Marc Andre Fleury, I was like, okay, so they might be reloading. I mean, they took they took in Seth Jones and they got rid of one of their old guard and Duncan Keith.
2: There's like five players that are untouchable and in this roster right now.
0: It's just kind of like I don't know. I think this season's lost because I thought they oh, were yeah. reloading. Yeah. And I think they might as well sell Flurry. Depends um, if he wants to leave. He did say he, he didn't make it clear if he wants to leave, but he did say if he were to leave, he wants to go win another cup or be a yeah. contender. Yeah. And that might
2: change in a couple of weeks, though. Cause yeah. Ultimately, yeah. nobody's under the pressure point right now because we are still over a month away. But we had Tyler Foley get traded. Mm-hmm. We had uh, who's it was a. Uh, Habs GM guy saying that if you want to come get Ben Sherratt, even though he's injured right now, come and get him. Like, there's no rule saying you can't make a trade right now. But as we move closer, the picture will not only become more clear, but teams will have uh, their battle lines drawn. They'll have yeah. the conversations because everybody's always ongoing with this. And it's just only a, a few things kind of leak out here and there. Adrian, how are you feeling about the Sharks this season? I mean, like, well, Eric Carlson gets hurt, and so I don't really know how good your chances are with that, considering how well he's played uh, resurgently this year. Yeah,
4: big, big player. But yeah. hold on. Before we get to the Sharks, you brought up Tivoli, uh and Tyler being traded. Yeah. Do the Knights need to have, like, our guests be reactionary to that trade?
2: No, we already did. We traded for Jack Eichel. Okay. They, they reacted to us. No, fair enough. We, we, now we like- hold a lot of the talent cards in terms of best on best in our division. We're the we're the team to beat. Certainly, most teams are playing catch up when it comes to us.
4: And you, uh, Dominic, you brought up Flurry. So his comments were, "If if I move, I would love a chance to win. That's what I play for, and that's what I love. It's still a big if at this point."
2: Yeah, I don't. I'm not convinced yeah. that he wants to leave his family for six weeks. I honestly. wouldn't either. Just considering how how uh, discombobulating it's been the last couple of years, and I'm sure it's the right deal, the right team at the right time, because it's just ultimately how everything shakes out over the course of the deadline. But we'll skip over the sharks because ultimately nobody really cares. <laughs> they got great uh, the jerseys. Canucks though. The Canucks. You want to talk about great jerseys? So we got to talk about the Vancouver Canucks. This is a team that is kind of still in the picture. But we've heard about the J.T. Miller rumors for the better part of three about a month. Now Brock Besser has been put on this list. And almost to the point where instead of J.T. Miller, we trade Brock Besser. And he's had probably the best return since they let go of Travis Green when they brought in Bruce Boudreau. He has taken off since Mm -hmm. Bruce came in. And he's at a still relatively friendly number. He's young. He can shoot but certainly not as consistent as they probably would have liked. And Vancouver, if they were to continue on the build that they're on now with the core that they have, I honestly don't know how high their ceiling would be. Sometimes you have to cut off a couple of your biggest names or faces because ultimately the next revolution without them is the true foundation that needs to be had. And I think Besser's just at the wrong timing of his career – where he can't make as big of an impact on this roster enough, where they can say no to teams that are offering him a really pretty penny for him.
0: Yeah, and I think there's going to be a lot of teams that see if they can like take a bite at Besser. Yeah, simply he's a because hot name in this league every he's a, year. He's a huge name, mm-hmm. and also that restricted free agent tag is really enticing. Yep, because negotiating even, rights. Because even even if they lose him in free agency, the team that whatever team pick, that picks him up, they need to pay up. Mm-hmm. So they're not necessarily they're gonna lose out on the player, but they're still gonna get some sort of capital back in the off season. So if I was a GM, I would definitely see if I can like take a like a stab at it simply because of that RFA and Jake how Debrusque? good he is. Jake Debrusque? Maybe.
2: I mean that that's a hockey Beckman? trade.
0: Yeah. Adam Beckman?
2: Yeah. Who's never
0: that? mind. Keep
4: going.
2: It's Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. Who did I say before? All right, well, uh, Jake debrusk, who's also a restricted free yep. agent, also requested a trade for the Bruins. That's cool. Then they're also going to be looking to add at the deadline, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made that trade for Charlie Coyle for the 2019. I mean, we've we've dissected this. That was yeah. really their last legitimate shot. But they're going to try to give Bergeron every chance that he can get. And Marcia needs to lock it up, honestly. We yep. just need to – the extracurriculars, it never makes sense to me. I'm like, if you're a good enough hockey player, just like, why? But Tuka's not playing.
0: That hurts. That
2: hurts a lot. That yeah. hurts a lot because you were thinking of that all season that he's coming back. You have it in mind that mm-hmm. he's gonna make the run and that Tuca's just gonna be Tuka, right? So even if we get Sway if Swayman shows us, great, then he'll be this backup. But if not, we got Allmark and we signed him. I think they might be in the market for a goalie underratedly. Uh they have to move to Brusque and they need to help with scoring because yeah. it's the perfect line is the perfect line, but it is rarely intact these days. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately it's really about who's under the most pressure to win who's supposed to be winning. That hasn't been who hasn't been. And uh, all of a sudden is now like Florida is a team that has a moderate amount of pressure because they're way too talented to be going to be exiting the playoffs like they did last year, but you're running into the Tampa Bay lightning. But if they don't make a big splash this year, that's going to be a big problem. Yeah. But then you also have interim coach Andrew Burnett and there's, there's, plenty of uh, different avenues that you can explain that away. You can explain away anything for any of these teams because ultimately hockey is just about bounces and, and weird puck luck and hockey gods mm-hmm. and, and paying it forward. But there's so many teams and this league is so close that you, they're staying in these seasons later and later. And so it creates different types of trade markets and uh, value systems. feel.
4: I feel you. I do feel.
2: Good. Good and stuff. That,
4: and also, like, the Panthers, next year, they're hosting the All-Star Game. True. We've got to go better,
2: for work. Can obviously. we? sleep. I Especially,
4: mean, I think the Panthers are going to win it all this year. You think so? I said yeah. that when we first started.
2: Really? Listen,
4: they're going to bring back if, Kodak back the With or without
2: playoffs. Claude <laughs> on their roster? But
4: I think without, because he's you think hurt. Without? He's still hurt, right? Well, he's
2: not hurt. No, he's just, he's on Philadelphia. It's just whether or not they're Oh, are trade. they
4: going to make the trade? Yeah. How do you feel Goal about loop. that? Should they make the trade?
2: Well, it depends. If he goes to Colorado, because I was like, Florida, Colorado. Dominic thinks Colorado. I think Colorado is more urgent, so I think they would make that trade happen. But... I think he would help Florida more. I don't know though. I'm more I get worried about team chemistry. And that's something mm. that a even if you're adding a an unbelievable player, just any sort of disruption can be a problem for some locker rooms. Yeah. Look at the Nets. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the Nets. Look at just or like, there's examples every year.
0: Or the twenty thirteen Lakers, I believe, when like I think it was Kobe who had like the falling out with Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that Steve
2: Nash was on exactly. that team. Yeah, and that team just
0: kind of imploded yep.
2: as
4: we as we head closer and closer to the deadline. Because what we're five weeks out,
2: right? Ish.
4: So we got to we got to keep those things in mind. That chemistry matters. That just because it's talent doesn't mean it's going to fit into the system. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: teams like the Golden Knights, it probably doesn't matter as much like the chemistry does, but they're used to the, the in and out of the lineups, yeah. and some organizations just aren't. And that's why Claude Giroux is having a really tough time making this decision because he's been with one organization his entire career. He's the captain. He's had his kids there, and that just kind of highlights the human element that so many of us put by the wayside when it comes to talking about sports, trade deadline stuff because they're just names and numbers all skating out on the ice, right? They're not human beings with families and problems and uh, adversities to face if they have to move across the country at a moment's notice to go play hockey for a few weeks but we will be lockstep as news trickles out and we'll make some up our own Well, we won't say it's like breaking news we'll just say it's a conspiracy or just pure speculation and I'm not sure what we're doing for the last segment but I think Dom-
0: call from mom answer it call silenced
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
5: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Next, probably going to tell us 1140
3: The Bet. Lindsay Brown and Adrian Hernandez The Playmakers exclusively on 1140 The Bet.
2: We're going to wait for the drop, obviously, on this one, because it's just too big of a banger. Dessert first and last. That's what I always say.
4: Last last segment of the show is definitely a dessert. Yeah. little uh, treat.
2: Absolutely. Happy to be here for a few more minutes on the Playmakers here as Dawin leads us up to his edge of glory. But Dominic Leva <laughs> has a very interesting opportunity ahead of us. In just a few moments here, he's going to actually not lead the segment, but he's going to bring the topic to us but at the Dominic, But you here's your intro first. right here. What with
4: All for you, Dominic.
2: Just setting the stage play, boy. All right. NASCAR Dominus. Vroom, vroom. Left <laughs> turns only.
0: Uh, sometimes, right. Sometimes, right.
2: Not that I've seen, but I'm not the expert in here. I am. You, you're you a NASCAR guy.
4: Big NASCAR guy. You're guys. getting the ISO right now, Dom.
2: Yeah. And uh, earlier in the program, which is podcast, we had a sink or swim proposition where Adrian had an elevator pitch that lasted three minutes. So naturally, <laughs> Dominic didn't win. So we wanted to make <laughs> sure his research didn't phone. go to waste. And Appreciate so, it. Daytona this weekend. Yes. The floor is yours.
0: So Daytona 500 uh, is going to be opening up the NASCAR Cup Series season, like always, um, this Sunday at 1130 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Fox. It's Good job be... so far. Good job so far. <laughs> thank you. Thank Fantastic. you. Uh, it's going to be a really, really huge race um, because NASCAR is ushering in a brand new generation of car. So really? This is going what does to be... that mean? So they used to race in the Gen 6 era, which was a super old ancient style of car
2: like body wise or construction wise. construction wise, Got it. so okay. they
0: had there was a myriad of parts on this car that had like a bunch of stuff from the 1970s yeah. and everything and
2: different industry times
0: they just more spelt these days it's completely brand new really? so the body's brand new the chassis is brand new the wheels are new the tr- gearbox is brand new they go round everything and round, round though don't they they still go around Glad and they still go it. very fast so that's really exciting um it seems like they're kind of shedding that old hillbilly racing moniker that they've had
2: bumping hips yeah so they're
0: kind of shedding that but not only that there's some pretty big las vegas ties to this race because Mm. last night was daytona 500 qualifying which is single car time trial runs to see who's gonna lock themselves into the race and las vegas native noah gragson he locked himself into the race last night. The time.
2: Noah.
0: The Noah Gragson. The he's Noah Gragson. He's not as well known as the uh, Bush brothers, Kurt and Kyle Bush, but he will be racing I was going to say the original Noah.
2: Them. He had a lot of animal friends.
0: Yeah. So they. Um, so he qualified. He qualified. So he he's going to be making his first start on Sunday. What's his name again? Noah Gragson. Okay, this is a guy we need to, as a show. This is who we're
2: doing. Are we
4: adopting for. him? Yes. yes. Okay. This, is, this is what we're doing.
0: He's a media sweetheart. He's hilarious. All but
2: right. Well, we'll be the judge of that. That oh. That's
0: pretty big. And also, um, tonight, if you ever want to tune in on Fox Sports One, if you have it, they're doing the Blue Green Vacations duels with that, the final two What If spots. I want a purple vacation. Oh, got to take that up with Blue Green Vacations. Damn it, Grimace.
2: You booked our tickets <laughs> months I'm ago. Sorry
0: about that. But What is this the- about
2: the vacation? Seriously.
0: The Blue Green Vacations duels are two heat races in a way where everybody that's going to try to make the race or is qualified for the race races in these two heat races, and there's two open spots left to race in the Daytona 500 on Sunday.
4: Oh, there's stakes involved. I'm down.
0: Filet mignon?
2: I hope so. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: There are four open cars left for those two spots. What happened to their keys? So, <laughs> it's also a flip ignition, too. So, um, they don't have keys like flip. that.
2: Flip! Who needs your push to start it's a little, it's We're a little switch. We're flipping you off and on, baby! <laughs> Spaceship vibes. Seriously, though.
0: And um, that's super fun. I believe one of them, the first duel is already going on, but the second
4: duel, duel starts. Somebody, Tennis at,
2: and Chuck. Would you, you like on? to engage in a duel at it's, the net?
4: It's a lot no. of fun. There's, there's nothing better than a duel. A duel. Well, I didn't see the last duel, and apparently yeah. nobody did. But duels are How dare like you very disrespect
2: Jodie Comer like that? It's the premiere of Killing Eve tomorrow. Middle fingers to you. <laughs> One of the best shows on TV. Oh. Alas, why is it
4: called vacation? What's the vacation? Is that a sponsor? Uh, that's a sponsor. Blue Green Vacation. Chevy okay. Chase has to get his
2: name out there somewhere, Nelson. okay.
4: Okay, get your <laughs> bucks. So, it's is this normal by the way that like there's there's races leading up to so, like yeah. the final two spots? This is exci- this is like a play-in tournament literally but with cars.
0: Except the racing, I guess. You
4: know what I'm I saying? Guess. Yeah. a people. Car. This is been I'm
0: people who've take wrecked the car to like get into this race i because, can imagine
4: right like there's been some super grimy things that have happened
0: yeah this is the biggest race of the season so it's really really fun and power gonna bring through. In, uh, power power
2: through, you've got a fast car i want to take it to anywhere maybe we can make a deal <laughs> maybe we can turn that faster than the others maybe you can crash my car Maybe the airbags will deploy. Did you see this thing on Twitter where they made this campaign on uh, Australia where they basically, to illustrate what the human body would have to look like to withstand a high speed crash, and it just looks like somebody overfilled a human with extra stuffing, like stuffed animals, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, what's the green monster in um, Ghostbusters, what's his name?
4: Uh, not Shrek, but I got you. <laughs>
2: not Shrek, correct? Slimer, Grimer, something like so, that. I think like Slimer. That. It's like that, but like a massive human being, because it's to illustrate how precious life is and how we just kind of like disassociate ourselves as being vulnerable in cars mm-hmm. and. I don't know why I brought that up because of the fast. Tracy Chapman told me to bring it up. That's why. Got you. my old man's got a problem, and it's because the airbags don't work, and I was raised in an era where seatbelts were not mandatory.
0: Oh, my mom was raised in New Hampshire. My, my Oh, gr- my, live free yeah. or die. New Hampshire.
2: Oh, new let me Hampshire. tell you about the cult that is New Hampshire. <laughs> I'm glad we're That here. is such a good segue to make about the seatbelt law because it's it's the only place in the country yeah. where you under 18, they just passed it a couple of years ago. You have to wear it. Otherwise... It's basically like in Wisconsin. Ah, you can drink at age nine as long as mom and dad say it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and they got something to do. This is where their bingo is, and bingos every night. He's so- damn right,
4: especially in Concord, New Hampshire. Yeah, Con- which is where the, say uh, it
2: exactly like that yeah. when you go visit out there. You won't stand out at all.
0: Concord, oh, Concord. No. I, How do I've they been say it? There. Concord. There you go. that's the pronunciation right there. Oh yeah,
2: Meg, is she here? Is she is she <laughs> here? Oh, they're very... My God, is she here? She uh has returned from uh, Portsmouth actually. Really? Concord Portsmouth will roll what? around, maybe make a stop in Bedford at Pizza Market, have a hell of a time.
4: I thought we was talking about NASCAR and now we in Boston. NASCAR? Yeah. yeah Daytona. No, back in Daytona. Who do you think is going to win? I'm I think sorry. we're going
2: to get in trouble if we start. It. Like, some accents apparently we're okay with yeah. making fun of. I don't think the Southern one it counts. Yeah, I was I just, Bostonian, though. I that w- is fair game.
0: That's valid. Who do you think is going to win? Um, so, Talami. speaking of that, I have the betting odds, too. So, I have the top three. You come
2: prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Look
0: at this. <laughs> I have the top three betting odds for Sunday's race. So, the top favorite according to the sports books is denny hamlin and that is very very accurate number. he's number 11
2: double french fry Good so luck.
0: denny hamlin he has won the daytona 500 three times within the last decade he went three for four he just should a few quit, years take ago take a tv
2: deal adrian right because like they, what, if, what, if, what if else else there left him. for him to accomplish he hasn't won a championship though. Uh, hey. he's, he's the winningest
0: driver in nascar history Who without else? a championship
2: besides the successless, whoever you just mentioned
0: 2015 nascar cup champion and 2018 daytona 500 champion yeah or actually i have that flip 2018 nascar Daddy, champion who else we got? We joey logano nine to
4: one who do you want to win
0: i want i think kyle larson would be cool he's actually the third highest uh 10 to 1 he's a reigning cup series champion he's just so good he won like a Bunch of different races last year and Whoa. in 2020. He's just one of the best drivers in Hold the world on, right
2: I mean, now. I'm just oh wow! Oh wow! That's the first time. He's crazy. It's a special day. One of the best drivers in, so the, in, in the world. Thank you so much for filling us in on, on the NASCARs with your with your NASCAR Dominus uh segment. There, it's a knock on Nostradamus. Lindsey, Nostra get 20 compass, seconds. Whatever. Of course we do. Because why would anything work? Why would the mic stay on? Why would we be back tomorrow? But we are. We are. Tomorrow's Friday, I'm pretty sure. We'll be back 3 to 5 p.m. Thanks to Dominic. Thanks to Adrian. Thank you to all of the listeners. Use your blinkers. Be well to each other, but mostly yourselves. Justin Timberlake will take care of the rest. Be safe. Bye.